Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. This is your host, Molly Ambergie. Just wanted to recognize that we are in partnership with the Bourbon and Blondes podcast. Bourbon and Blondes is a lifestyle brand for those who enjoy bourbon and whiskey, honest conversations, and empowering women to tell their truth. Bourbon and Blondes was created one night after a few too many whiskeys when they decided they were amazing and should start a podcast. That little idea has turned into this, and here they are. Please make sure that you are following Bourbon and Blondes on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find the podcast streaming on Spotify and iTunes. Have you ever wanted to get your shit together? Scrap it, look through the lens and capture it. But first world problems are getting you down Disabled, salty, needed a laugh to fix that crown <laughs> Well you can do all those things and so much more Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor Sit back, relax, recline While she drops another casual line You're tuned in to Casually Molly with Molly Ambergy. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. Uh, I am your host, Molly Ambergy. I am sitting here with two pretty cool people. We have St. Louis comedians, Corey Stewart and Sam Lyons. We'll cut just to the chase. I just talked to them before we did this. How are you doing? Doing good, Molly. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Very proper today. Uh, Sam, I'm sorry that bowling got canceled. It's, you know, it's, it's one of the great American tragedies. Uh, <laughs> When I come back into my throne, like <laughs> there will be consequences. Someone's paying the piper. But oh. it's good. I need to rest. I should just be sleeping all oh. day. I accept that. <laughs> Your throwing arm. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Get rested up. Ooh, gotta rest it up. Well, thanks for making the time. Corey, same to you. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Molly. Good to see you, Sam. Absolutely. Well, I, I wanted to have these two people that are great people in our community come in. Uh, both of you do comedy in the St. Louis area. Sam Lyons, you're finally on the Casually Molly podcast. 17 years <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm actually really excited. And Corey, thank you for reaching out. I'm glad to have you. Uh, let's kind of talk about we all do, obviously, comedy in the St. Louis area. Uh, Sam, we'll actually start with you. You have a oh pretty boy. strong presence in the St. Louis comedy scene. What made you decide to do comedy? How did it all come into play? I wanted, like, I don't know. I remember when I was a little kid. People always ask me this. I never know what to say. Uh, <laughs> Fair. I'm, I'm trying to, like, craft the story like, to my, like, light bulb moment. But, no, when I was, like, a little kid, I thought, like, comedy was funny and that that would be cool. But the only comedians I knew of were, like, Robin Williams who to me was you know, like Mrs. Doubtfire and the genie and then Red Fox, who was just Fred Sanford. And so, you know, I didn't know that comedians, I thought only famous people could become comedians. Oh. Uh, and so I did a little improv in high school and college. And then literally my last semester of college, I found out there was a monthly open mic in the town that I just never heard about. And so I went down signed up did it and i was like four minutes of uh pretty bad material but i was like yeah this is really cool let's <laughs> yeah. do this what's the next one put it in my calendar and it just it really i just never kind of no looking back absolutely well you've definitely been doing a bunch um when i first met sam that's probably why i didn't have you on the podcast for the longest time i was sam... so bad guys i was <laughs> so bad but he's like a legitimate comedian <laughs> he's very funny he um definitely like has great timing and pace uh, you were involved in a lot in the St. Louis area. You partnered with uh, other local comedian, Meredith Hopping, right. and you do a show called Yours, Mine, yours, and Ours. Mine, ours. Yeah, how did that all come together? When, when did yours and the start of Meredith's friendship Man, begin? Meredith, <laughs> I don't know. Meredith was coming out to open mics and just needed some. No, I'm kidding. No, my best friend. Uh, <laughs> we love you, Meredith. <laughs> uh, we, we, okay. The first Flyover Festival happened, and we both volunteered with that. Uh, and they had some shows down at Gazellig in the Grove. And uh, they went really well. I packed out the room for Sam Talent. It was great. And after that, uh, Gazelle was interested in like doing more comedy shows there. And so they, so Jeremy Helwig, uh, another comedian here on the scene, another uh, great producer and contributor, he you know just reached out to kind of the scene at large. Is like, hey, uh, there's a space looking for somebody to run a mic or a show. Who wants to do it? And me and Meredith were the two dummies that said yes. <laughs> yeah. That's how it all began. But, yeah. Uh, I love it. So can you actually, what, what came, how did you guys come up with that title, Your Mind and Ours? Because I think it's really cute. It's a really we, catchy one. Uh, 
so we ran through a bunch of really like kitschy, uh, trendy names because we 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 thought about like making it something uh, centered around Gazelle or centered around the Grove, but uh, Jeremy was quickly like, no, because if you move to another venue, you have to change the whole show name. That is true. And I think what was really going on is me and Meredith were both like fighting for like the upper hand and like we were like, right, making the show together but like somebody wants to you know be in charge and so we, we I, I think it's kind of like the culmination of us like reaching like the like the, the partnership level it's yours it's mine it's ours and it's for everybody like we, we want it to be a show that everybody could come out to and enjoy and have a good time and absolutely get a little weird and just make you know tell some jokes oh my god yeah well that was uh that was actually one of the first shows i saw when i came yeah, to yeah. the st louis comedy scene i saw it at Gazelig and then i uh i actually had was very fortunate i got to be in the one at the heavy anchor which was a lot right, of fun yeah. thank you for having it was me great time had Corey on too yep see halloween show Woo woo! nobody <laughs> uh dressed up <laughs> Let's <voice offer>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so was it Meredith. just you? Or? Yeah, it was Meredith and I dressed up. Oh, that, that's I dressed fair. up. Excuse me. I dressed up. I was, well, no, 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 no. We're going to talk about it. I was Waldo. All right, so who dressed up? Let's get this out of the way I, in Touch Weekly. I wore a red and white striped onesie all day okay, to okay. work. Did you put jeans over yeah, it, though? Yeah, because yeah. Waldo doesn't wear a onesie. He wears a jeans all right. and a top. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So all I right. didn't dress uh, up. Yeah. Like Meredith would let me be alive if I hadn't dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. you got to count on Meredith for some good outfits. I know Meredith's getting all these shout-outs today. I hope she listens to this and she gets a good <laughs> laugh out of it for sure. Uh, and then, yeah, met, Sam had to, he mentioned the Flyover Festival, which is a local comedy festival that happens here every year in St. Louis. So you should check that out as well. Now, Sam, you are on a new project, too, now. Um, do you want to talk about that, Story Collider? Yes. Or, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm going to be uh, producing shows Story Collider uh, this year with uh, Eli Chen. Story Collider is an organization uh, all over the country, all over the world. Uh, it, it's just bringing stories together that uh that connect people through science and so well i'll be helping to uh work with some of the storytellers for the individual shows we book in the dates uh with the ready room down in the grove and uh you should expect two to three shows this year and you're gonna see some uh great local performers hopefully comedians writers musicians scientists you know, wow anybody who wants to come out and just tell a story about how their life has changed or, or anything they've been through. Just, just whatever's on your heart to get out, come out and just share it with a, a really cool room. Absolutely. Can I ask you a question about that? So it's like anecdotal type uh, science-based stories? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> that, so that sounds vague, but it's... It, like, like the there should be a connection to science, but it doesn't have to, you know, be. This is the time I had this operation, how it affected my body. It can just, it just, just be about the things you're, the emotions you were feeling, the the patterns you notice in yourself. Uh, honestly, the, the best way to to understand it is to listen to it. So I I do a much better job by just telling everybody to go over to uh, storycollider.org. Or checking out the podcast on Spotify. You can oh, it's a podcast too. Yeah, it's a podcast oh, wow. too. I should have led with that. Yeah. All right, I'm learning. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Hey, this is so a casual roundtable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Cool. But I love no, that yeah, idea. it's very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, we got Sam's background. Corey, let's turn to you here for a second. So, Corey and I met. Do you know exactly when we met? Or do you uh, remember probably the date? mid the exact date? mid February. I think it was the uh, the twelfth. Yeah, February. Absolutely, right so, before Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah, before I we mean, fell it in was love. Kismet. Yeah. Yes, serendipitous. Beautiful. <laughs> Sam's just like, I'm just going to be over here. Just... I love the word kismet so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, let's talk about, yeah, Corey and I always got along ever since we met. It's great, lady power. Um, yeah, yeah. What got you into comedy? I think that um, comedy has always been something that I really loved. I have pictures from when I was in, you know, like, grade school when they'd say, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? And I had the, a picture of me with a microphone. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, because my mom, that was kind of like the uh, rise of the HBO special. Mm -hmm. You know, like there was um, uh, Saturday Night Live was so good then. And um, there were all these like uh, comic relief with Robin Williams, right, right. Um, Whoopi Goldberg and Billy Crystal you know, featuring like the best comics. And my mom would let me stay up and watch these ridiculous comic specials, um, Showtime at the Apollo, all of these like crazy, the craziest shit that, that 
you know, a seven-year-old shouldn't be watching. Um, and so when I uh, got into high school, I did, um, this is so dorky, That's but I did, I did original comedy speech in high school, and that was tough because you had to be super funny. Okay. Um, so is you had to write like, competition? yeah, uh, it was through, it was on the speech team and, um, you had to be super, super funny, but you couldn't say anything dirty. Gotcha. And so like, and then I did, uh, comedy through my twenties. Um, I had my daughter when I was super young and so it was kind of like, get it when I could, you know, like I would do comedy and then take a two year hiatus or whatever. And, yeah. Um, I went to law school, and so I took a 10-year hiatus from, from doing any open mics or right. anything at well, all. Well, because law school is so demanding. Yeah, yeah and um, I started a career uh, afterwards where I, you know, we're talking about community. I, um, I did housing law in East St. Louis, uh, so that was so emotionally draining that I didn't have time for things that I loved or enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I was married and that was also emotionally draining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it just kind of happened that like a year ago, um, the stars aligned for me and I was able to get back at it. And, you know, it's probably the, I feel like I've lived like a thousand lives. And so far this is this is the best life. Yeah, absolutely. Last year or so well, I feel like, incredible. and that's funny that you mentioned that. Also, sorry if I burped in the microphone. <laughs> I'm on a lot of drugs right now. I'm on steroids <laughs> to function. But uh, yeah, casually Molly, casually burping. It's gonna be our next episode. I just felt it. I was like, just want to make sure this got called out. And if it, if if I if you didn't hear me, now you know. Um, Biggie Smalls, rest in peace. Uh, so. I think that's kind of interesting about how, you know, you kind of like fall into these things. A lot of times people are like, oh, you know, I took a hiatus and then all of a sudden I was able to kind of pursue what I love. Uh, we're always constantly evolving as people. And I know that sounds very philosophical, but like, you know, like I personally for me, I didn't like wake up one day and go, wow, I really want to pursue comedy. But you know, like it's just something that, you know, maybe you find yourself into a path. I don't know. Some people do. Maybe they do wake up. Like some people wake up and they're like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be an actress. But I always find it interesting how in comedy, especially everybody that I've had on here always has an interesting path into getting into it, you know? I think I think if I, it's part of the like the rise of DIY culture. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're, we're seeing more people, you know, create just weird things like independently, like, like the, the rise of YouTube and then. Instagram, you know, Vine, just all just these ways you can just create these little projects for free. It's giving people more opportunity to at least want to try because like, oh, if, if I put this out and it's bad, there's five million other bad things out there. So nobody will notice. Uh, but then if it ends up being a little good, oh, maybe I can try this again in this slightly different format, maybe build it a little more each time. And so we're, we're being given more opportunity through that to evaluate ourselves and figure out who we are and how we're evolving. A hundred percent, yeah. And I think there's always been like this, like if kind of this idea that if you can't monetize what you like doing, then it's not worth doing, yes. right? Yes. And so like, I feel like now we're kind of getting away to where we can say, you know, I just like to do this because I think I'm giving people something. And when I give something, I kind of get something back for exactly. myself. Absolutely. Oh my God, that was really deep, guys. Thank you. Um, Wonder Twins. Yes, oh my gosh. See, I knew this was gonna be a Should good I match. Go I'm, oh, I'm from. so excited. Uh, oh, Wait. we're trying to pound it. Oh, it okay. worked. Right. I liked it. There it, we go. Pound with it came together. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually love, Sam, what you talked about, about DIY culture, just because it is true. You know, I think about like, not that, you know, I'm 29 and I, growing up in the 90s, we didn't have like social media or anything like that. It's like, we always laugh about like, oh my, remember when you used to like run home and watch like music videos on TV? And um, I was actually watching a program where uh, Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy, he was being mm -hmm. interviewed and he was like, yeah, we didn't have social media then. So it was like kind of creepy. Like I had to just tell people like, come to my car. I've got <laughs> some, uh, got some flyers to the show. I wonder you know? how, I wonder how, how he feels every time someone says his name, they, all, they have to follow it with Fluffy. Yeah. So Gabriel mm -hmm. Iglesias, Fluffy. Yes. You know, not that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, because sometimes I would say, I used to say his full name, right? And cause my mom like loves him. So I used to watch him all the time. And then somebody was like, who are you talking about? And I was like, oh, Fluffy. And everybody's like, yeah, now yeah, we Fluffy. know. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought people just confused him 
with the other gay with, uh, with, the, with the other one. Yeah. Oh. Right. The other. Oops. English, <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't know I mean, about that. Little, it makes sense to declare. But that's his, I, I wonder how he feels that like that's his that that is literally his identifier. Like that's how people. Oh, a hundred percent. Right. Gabriel Iglesias, fluffy. Yeah, that one. <laughs> It's like, well, if you're listening, Fluffy, that's a, <laughs> that one's for you. No, I'm just kidding. It's like a you tribe called listening. Quest. If you just say a tribe, nobody knows who you're talking about. You got to say a tribe called Quest. I True. would hate for my identifier to be like lumpy or oh, sorry. Fluffy and lumpy are two very different <laughs> things, Corey. That's what you have to understand at, at the end of the day. <laughs> all about marketing yourself, man. Right. Um, Build your brand. We say this all the time. It's about building your brand. Oh, yes. Let's see. Sam's here building the... See, and that's what we're kind of talking about today, too. I'm waking up. So you guys oh, my God. Out. This is great, though, because DM. it's a great segue into talking. We're talking about casually contributing to the community. And uh, clearly, Corey... Oh, yeah. Let's talk about your show at the okay. Sons of Schmitty's Inn. Yeah, let's, let's talk it. about this. Because that's... Right. Like, this is kind of a segue into, you know, you were doing comedy, you were pursuing it. And then, you know, when you produce a show or a mic, anything, Sam, you know this too. It is quite an undertaking to get a following, get people to show up. You have to book people. You got to mm -hmm. get people you trust that are committed to the project that you want to work on. Let's talk about why you were like, I want to do this, you know, not just for myself, but for comedians and for the community. What got you into this whole idea? On my side of uh, the river, I live, you know, like 25 minutes outside of St. Louis and on the ill side. And um, there are there are no comedy clubs over there. There was one in Fairview Heights, but that closed. And so there aren't any open mics. Yes, rest, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> and so I wanted an opportunity for uh comedians from over there to get stage time and um, I contacted this was when I was probably only like two or three months in I contacted uh, my friend Joe Schmidt he owns uh, Sunset Inn again in Troy Illinois and um, he has incredible bands there all the time like awesome musicians uh, Marquise Knox who um, toured with uh, ZZ Top, he's had Old Salt Union, um, like his, it's this small bar out in the middle of, you know, like cornfields, and um, he he has cultivated like a really, really great vibe in there, and he gets all kinds of um, great musicians, so I thought it would be a good place for uh, stand-up, you know, it would be um, great to have comedians there too. Uh, and I wanted to just do an open mic, but I thought that, um, well, first I wasn't sure if I could get people there. And so I thought by adding a showcase, you know, then um, if people were coming to the bar, they would stay and watch the show. And, and that is what has happened. I think, you know, we get more open mic comics every month. I do it the fourth Sunday of every month. Um, and it's really grown and it's, it's, I, I love being there and I love, you know, like the patrons there are fantastic and very supportive, I think, of the comedians. It gets a little rowdy. It's a bar show. But. Oh, sure. It's a it's an Illinois bar show. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. a few of those myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're a good um, time. <laughs> yeah, I, but, you know, like, I think that the comedians who come out are consistently surprised by um, how receptive the people who are at the bar are of the comedians because they I think that there's this perception and that um, uh, rural people don't aren't receptive to um, big city I actually disagree with that perception really? I know what you're talking about yeah. so you know here's what's the funniest thing is that I have found in the two almost three glamorous years of me doing high profile comedy oh, oh yes i uh what i i actually got to do Corey's first installment mm -hmm. of the show which was great thank you and um i i always get kind of excited because i'm always like oh like when i first started doing comedy in like some smaller areas when i was in cincinnati and here i was like oh no like you know, I live in the city. I I probably won't be relatable to anybody. But what's kind of cool is that it flipped on me. And everybody afterwards was like, oh, that's happened to me too. Or I really, mm -hmm. as long as you just meet people at a common ground with yeah. backgrounds wise, you know, and I mean, sometimes you can't relate to a crowd. We know this as comedians, it happens. You bomb the, like your shit out of it. You got it. But that, that's what's kind of great about bombing as 
awful as that sounds, is that, you know, you got to go back in, rework your material, and then bring it back to the table. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it was that I was like, wow, okay, this is great. And they were very receptive. And what was what I like about how we're talking about casually contributing to the community, and then I'll let Sam chime in for a second. It's it was interesting how they were like, yeah, we just don't get to see a lot of comedy. And so yeah. it was great. Like people like you, Corey, are bringing exposure, not just to us as comedians, but to an audience who maybe doesn't necessarily have the knowledge or is ignorant to what could be available around them entertainment wise. So that's great. But I'm sorry, Sam. You were no, I, well, I was just going to agree kind of with both of you. Like, I think I see what you're both saying. It's that yeah. they're more, and this is. 100% this is I'm generalizing in this, but they yeah. you know, they don't have much access in the rural communities to comedy. And then they may still be, these are people that are maybe are big comedy fans. You know, they listen to the albums that they've listened to, but like listening to comedy and then seeing it live are two very different experiences. Oh, right? yes. And it's yeah. so, it's so much easier to laugh at something you think is funny in the privacy of your own home than to laugh at it in real time in front of a room of other people. And so I think what happens sometimes is people uh, get uncomfortable. It's more in the moment. Like, if, especially if people are coming from, like, the big city with, like, a, a different mindset. Yeah. They don't have the time to process. They, they It's, it's, it's uh, instinctual. It's territorial. We get defensive of our ways. Yeah. I'm kind of talking about, like, our perception, our idea, because calling uh, Troy rural while it is – Okay. You know, while it is the bar okay. itself is in a cornfield, it's only 20 minutes from St. Louis, oh, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah, like totally. it's it is our perception For or sure. our sure. idea about going to these places. Because I've I'm doing two shows this weekend in like uh, New Memphis and New New Athens. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, those are a little further out, but they're fantastic mm -hmm. crowds. You yeah, know? it's just the way that we think about it. And I, I know what Sam's Cause saying, had, too. I, yeah, because I've had the very real experiences at, at, at yeah. shows like that. But. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sam, what you were saying about, um, like, people not being exposed, like, what we see on, on what people don't remember when they go to a bar show is mm -hmm. that what they see on Netflix or what they see on yep. Amazon is after a year of a person who has been, you know, mm -hmm. like, exactly. working their material what they are seeing is the end product of a year. And also, you know, like it makes people nervous to laugh around, like to laugh at a certain kind of joke. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. What I, that's what I was trying yeah. to get to. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Like, um, uh, like a very prescient, um, social issue joke. Like someone might not feel comfortable mm -hmm. laughing at that. If their dentist is sitting right next exactly. to them. Yeah, exactly. that is true. I didn't, yeah, totally. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. But, um, I, it's, it's kind of, that's what you kind of learn when you get into comedy too, is that, you know, every, especially now with, which is great with things like Netflix, comedy central, and like, again, growing up and watching all these people is like, you see all these accomplished people and you're like, oh, that's what I need to be. But you have to realize you have to start like these three, four minute sets first to kind of go grow to that material. And then you'll be able to quote unquote crush. Um, Sam, when you're doing these shows, like your mind and ours, and you know, again, you help out with the flyover festival, you're a producer on that, you know, you also oh, volunteer. Let's a volunteer. <laughs> I was like, you know, Sam just produces everything in no my job. mind. That's fine. You know, it's all right. Emily Hickner wouldn't disagree with me. So <laughs> Emily Hickner. Yeah. We love you too. Um, all the shout outs today. I like it. You know, what is going through your mind when you're trying to get, you know, you're putting all these out? Like, how are you relating to the community? Do you want to bring something to the community? What goes in your mind when you're producing well, a show? What I really like about doing things like when we were doing Yours, Mine, and Ours mm -hmm. uh, and when it, its eventual return. Uh, and when we were doing Late Night Live at the improv shop, uh, yes. it, it was, it's that it was the, that, that feeling of community because we were working together as a team. We already had that inner sense of community. So we were able to get enough perspectives to find out how we could, you know, find, make something that the community at large would enjoy. I'm trying to say how many times I can say community. Oh, yeah. Uh, Throw it in. Semicolon. <laughs> anyway, the thing about this community is <laughs> it loves to see things created. Where, like, St. Louis is is so receptive to, like, people wanting to try new things and, and, and wanting to get out there and express themselves. you got bars like Heavy Anchor that will – let you do a show like whatever whatever the idea is you talk to josh oh, and jody yeah, they'll I'm find right. some time on the calendar so and, and let you work it out and it's true 
they've been through a lot of shit with everybody like trying new things and whatnot. And uh, what's kind of great about it is how, because we've talked about the heavy anchor on a bunch of episodes and shout out to Josh and Jody as well who run it. Um, you know, they want to make sure that like they know what's going on in their community, which I think is great for being small business owners like they are being like, oh, you know, we're local and we want to be involved locally with everybody, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, has there ever been a kind of obstacle when you're producing these shows that you've maybe run into? I'm lazy uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I procrastinate. Yeah. And that's the obstacle. No, it, it, it's uh, I think you talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, you booking comics. It's not only having to find comics that you trust, but comics that can work well together. And mm-hmm. you don't you don't want to have, you know, it's the the same. You don't want the four comics that come up to all be doing the same material because of right. course, of course, a lot of us have the same material, and a lot of our jokes are all great. But there's only so many audience wants to hear on one show you know in an hour show so it's just about finding that that balance of different styles exactly what about you Corey? equipment issues like every every show i i feel i try to plan it out and um but i always end up looking like an asshole because (laughs) oh oh yeah no uh my microphone doesn't work with the pa that's there or i have to get someone to get a pa system or i've lined up a pa system and then the person falls through and so um that's the thing reliability yeah just be reliable like if somebody asks you you to do something and you can't do it could you not tell anybody at the last minute that would be great yeah sorry i'm very passionate about that because i hate yeah um, <laughs> yeah. and PA so systems and last minute people. I generally don't want to, and I'm I'm gonna. I'm. This is my year, man. 2020. Fist. Uh, yeah. This is my year. Fist. I'm gonna uh, make sure that um, it's all. I I do line it up is the thing, and then like the universe is like, no, oh, yeah. no PA for you, and so like we start like 15, 20 minutes late, and you know I get all nervous about it makes me crazy but this is the year this is the year that that i'm gonna be on top of that like, well you, you have a shirt that says good vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i'm i'm i, was gonna I do so much woo shit <laughs> like meditating on getting this pa system all the time yes i yeah. like it yeah tech tech can be a problem i i can agree with that especially like I mean, and here's the thing too, Corey, in your defense, you know, you can line things up. You know, I was a theater major and we'd always try to line things up and you have a stage man. You have everything together. And like, even when I produced my shows, but there's always like, it's live, it's live work and it's live and happening Mm -hmm. in the moment. Like on a film set, you have somebody that's there. That's like, all right, you're going to clap when we tell you to, you're going to laugh when you do this. Or if something goes wrong, you can go pause but live is a totally different story. And that's why I tell people things like theater, comedy, improv, like that's what, we kind of talked about this with Rich and Tom in the last episode, but I, I hate when people are like, oh, this looks so easy because I'm like, you have no idea the production value that goes into making this shit work and the marketing that goes into making people show up. And again, throwing that word in community, like you have to convince the community to get on board. And it's just, I, I, I feel yeah, for sure. I feel like anybody that has produced a show, runs a club, does anything can relate to you on that. Most definitely. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I think the other issue that I have is that um, my space and time is is limited. Like I do a monthly show, and there's there's so much, there's so many talented people yeah. that I want to include, but I have this like limited window, and um, so I've had like touring comics do the show, and that you know I want to put everyone that I love on the show, and like what I want is so expansive and what I have is, is smaller than, you know, the things that I want to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, like looking at how to expand that on my side, um, maybe more, I'm, I'm trying to look at doing more like fundraiser type sh- showcases in other places and, um, giving more people that I love seeing, uh, opportunities to get, broader exposure over there because I think that like there's this idea that um the river is such a divide between it's like so hard to go into St. Louis or it's so hard to go over to Illinois Mm -hmm. yeah and um I think that if 
people in, you know, like my area see some really great comics, they'll come over to St. Louis and, you know. Yes, I absolutely agree. Oh, yeah. Makes enough sense to me. I like it. Uh, what has been some of the, because we talked about kind of the obstacles, what has been some of the highlights of the shows that you've done for the community that you have appreciated over the time frame? Who, me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who, me? What? Uh, just watching uh, a, a group of people I love to see perform, like watching these talented people like turn a crowd of three people who didn't know comedy was going to be happening and don't want comedy to be happening into fans. Uh, We've had some shows where, you know, literally it's the performers, maybe their partners if, uh, if they're out that night and then, you know, three people in the bar and it's like, all right, let's just do a show and let's just see what happens. It's really interesting to see the different ways that uh, comics can connect with that small crowd. And by the end of the show, have them, you know, roaring with laughter. I agree with that. Absolutely. What about you, Corey? You know, I absolutely agree with that. Like, um, if there's one slightly tipsy lady at the bar and she's talking through the whole thing and then you watch, you know, like, I, um, Max Price did the show and just, like, killed it. Like, all, every... He's great. Yeah, yeah. every um, drunk lady sitting <laughs> at the bar was just totally into it. Like, he... he he was great. He was phenomenal. And um, way to go, Max. Get yeah, those drunk yeah, ladies yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's that's right. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's all right. Just trying yeah, to get he just, he like he like won them <laughs> over, you know? Like and and there it seems like like those are the hardest the the people lacking self awareness and just kind of talking over the comics. Like when I watch other people draw them in mm-hmm. it's fantastic i love Very it cool. yeah it's it's so great so great to watch i can really so we did the um we did the gastro pit on thursday yeah. and it was a for those of you who know the local comedians in the st louis area it was like me steve Beatty, uh ben johnson marquise moore and will o'donnell that's a group right there it, mm-hmm. it was it was a pretty yeah, it was a pretty fun a group one. except i was like on steroids and stuff so i was like what did i even say after my set but it was a. Uh, Enough about me, but the uh, why I'm bringing this up is that I've seen Will O'Donnell do this bit about like his wife, and then like he had like now he married his wife and she has a son or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you guys are maybe familiar with it, but he talks about something being like natural. And I won't give the bit away because I want you guys to see it live. But long story short, he flipped the ending of it. And this is what I was telling you. I was like, oh, my God, Will, this was fantastic because the whole room started laughing. I was like, I love how you, like, flipped it around. And I'm sure everybody's like, Molly, you're always so excited about everybody's (laughs) sets and, like, what they do with them. But it was so cool to see Will, like, change it. Of course, Will was like, yeah, no, I feel the same way. But it was amazing because, you know, at the gastro pit to give – who people aren't related to the show. It's called Free Comedy Thursday, and it takes place at um, the gastro pit that's connected to the gaslight there. And you're kind of ambushing people while they're eating barbecue because they don't know a show is coming. And you're like, hi, can you laugh at me? I'm funny, you know, like do some crowd like work. You think you're just waiting for an, a table next to them. Like, no, dog, I'm the entertainment. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm here. And uh, it was up. cool. I yeah. am also eating barbecue, but I'm also the entertainment. Exactly. I'm eating barbecue. I mean, that's that's the best part. It's like I, I love people that eat barbecue because it means they just don't give a shit. Like, I don't care what you think I look like or what's happening. Yeah. Happening. I'm here to party and have I a good time. Sauce everywhere. I don't give but it. yeah, it was just like when they roared at the end of his set, I was like, yes, yeah. And it wasn't even my set. I'm like, good, good for you, Will. Like, I was I like, like Bye. I know I'm doing, I, you can't see it, but I'm like cheering on Will O'Donnell with like this chop in my arm. I don't even know. It's like some weird like cheerleading stewardess, thing. Maybe. Yeah. Oh my God. Stewardess lanes. I'm like, absolutely. Finger good guns, job. she means. Finger guns. Finger guns. Oh. Aaron Porter's finger guns. All right. All the, all the, all the shout outs today. But yeah, I, I totally get the feeling. And that's, again, the, uh, the show there, it's a community show. You're bringing comedy to the community that 
maybe people didn't know about. And Chris Denman, who, you know, ha- owns part of the studio here, <laughs> is, uh, it's great that he's doing and producing all of these shows with Midcoast Media and whatnot, because it gets the word out for, they see these different shows, like at Sophie's Lounge here and at the Gastro Pit, and they're like, oh, these people perform at Helium or The Funny Bone, or which we're going to get to in a second. Uh, <laughs> Sam, <laughs> let's plug this for a minute. Speaking of The Funny Bone, also a great club located at Westport Plaza. Westport, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. So so Sam is hosting what? Yeah, I'm in the in the middle of uh, doing a week right now out there with uh, J.R. Brow. Uh, it's going to end up being seven shows when it's all said and done. Damn. And yeah. Uh, Charlie Winfrey, who's very funny. Oh, yeah, he's uh, great. St. Louis Comic has been featuring. J.C. Sabala featured one night. Nice. Uh, but J.R. has just, it's been, he's been incredible to work with. And it it kind of goes back to what you were talking it's about, fantastic. seeing Will kind of, change around the ending of the joke Get, I'm, yeah. I'm getting to see him do so many sets in a row and it's so interesting seeing the different pacing he takes depending on the crowd and and how he wants to switch things up and all them always loving him at the end of it absolutely there's always like you know we all again we always have our path to get to the end and right. see what works and again live stuff you just never know like sometimes a crowd is just going to stand there or sit stand I don't know. Maybe they are standing, um, sitting there like <laughs> deadpan looking at you. Yep. And then some people are like super loud and heckle and are really into it. You never know. You yeah. never know what you're quite going to get. That's kind of why I like comedy. The <laughs> Wednesday Wednesday night show, we had about uh, 20 people, but they were it, it was still a crowd that was like there for comedy. And it was, I was able to get up there and kind of just... They're just like, hey, it's just a few of us tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we're all going to get to know each other. Oh, And they're 100%. just like, okay. And, it, you know, it's, as long as you can make them feel welcome and comfortable, it's going to be a great time. Yes, I agree. I think that's exactly like, you know, especially being a host like Sam's doing right now is that, you know, the whole point of that job is um, to make people feel comfortable mm-hmm. and feel at home, you know. And so I think Sam's a cool person. I'm sure that's exactly I what have he's my doing. I have my moments. <laughs> yeah, I, I have my moments. It's cool. <laughs> Uh, Corey, oh, go ahead. No, Sorry, I was, I was agreeing again. Oh yeah, he's like <laughs> with how up. cool you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really I'm cool. With how cool I am. <laughs> you know, oh Hood's man, on, he just threw up cool. the hood. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Corey's turn. I was about to say, Corey, how cool do you think you are on a scale from one to ten? Oh man, I'm a solid absolute zero. That's how cool I am. Oh, I love it. I don't have a hood. I know. I don't, I, you know, coat. I don't have one either. I'm in a blazer because I came from work and I have to casually go there after this again. <laughs> Got to make that money so I can follow my passions, you know. Um, well, let's say for people that are listening that probably, because, you know, every once in a while you see people like Sam and Corey producing shows and you kind of get inspired and you want to do it too. Corey, we'll start with you. What's some advice that maybe you could give to a potential producer or somebody that wants to make something happen in, you know, and this doesn't have to just be the St. Louis community, whatever community you're listening to, what advice would you give them to pursue that? I, so sometimes I feel um, awkward about asking for opportunities. And I think, you know, like that I haven't learned, my day job is, uh, requires me to be very uh, pushy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm pushy. Um, but like comedy feels like a different thing for me because it is something that is creative and I love doing and, you know, like I asked Joe, you know, like, uh, kind of like over the river and through the woods, Hey, maybe would you eventually like to have a comedy show there? And it was when I was a couple months in and he was like, yep, let's do it next month. You know? <laughs> and I was like, well, shit. Damn. I didn't know, like, if you um, find a cool venue or you find somewhere that you think would be comfortable, don't mm-hmm. be afraid to, don't be afraid to ask because I think that um, if a place has live entertainment or if they, you know, want to grow, like, the, grow their clientele, they are often more than willing to have people come in and try something new. Yeah. It just, you know, like, you have to, you have to ask. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sam? Uh, I would 100% agree with that, and then I would just add on to it. Uh, work with people that you trust for as long as you can, because eventually an opportunity is going to come up where you may have to work with someone you don't particularly trust so much or feel as comfortable with. So uh, take all the opportunity you can now uh, to build 
those relationships so that when you are having to go, when you have to go off on your own, you, you, you've been able to build like the right tools to sustain it. Uh, and don't take on more than you can carry. Like, like yeah. be eager, be hungry, but take care of yourself because this yeah, shit uh, so is exhausting on no matter what level you're doing it on. Uh, and and if, if you're not at your best, you can't put out your best and we deserve your best so yeah don't have me coming out to your me no i'll come to your mediocre show uh i'll come to anybody's show tell me when your show is and i'll come support it it's true sam will actually come support unless so. i'm asleep or that too or if he's asleep or watching gilmore all right i'm done okay. <laughs> so uh either if sam's asleep or watching gilmore girls he will not be coming to your show but any other time mm-hmm. feel free to have him um what i'll kind of add on that too is like don't burn bridges right obviously and I, I think that goes off of just you know exactly what Corey and sam were saying um one of the main reasons like i had produced theater for five years as i talked about and um one of the main reasons why i was able to do things in like chicago and cincinnati and kentucky and like all these places were that you know there was again people that i trusted but there were people who like i didn't even know were like oh i want to be involved at like some point and you know i know it's hard when you're trying to do everything at once and you're like i gotta get this person involved i get this in but once you even if you just have somebody working your door mm-hmm. like treat that person with respect because yeah. Working the door in anything industry-wise usually is a great way <laughs> into getting your name into something. I mean, people work doors in comedy all the time, and then eventually they start doing guest sets, and then they, you know, they're around people who can help them with advice. Let's throw it out to Master of the Door real quick, Pat Ryan. I feel oh like, yeah, I feel like when we get up these shout-outs, we're gonna talk about working the door. We got about talk about one of the hardest working door guys in St. Louis. <laughs> I agree, Pat. See, Pat Ryan. There you go. And now he is working the. Uh, he hosts the Apotheosis Comics open, open mic, mic yeah, on yeah, Thursday yeah. night. So see success I love story. Apotheosis. There they you go. They are so supportive. They of are very comics supportive. and just such a great shop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yep. speaking of Tom Brown, you know Tom Brown. He produced a show. I remember I actually went to the trial show of Apotheosis oh, Comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like was I. I didn't really know what was going on that weekend, and I was like, you know what? This looks cool. I'm gonna attend. And now Tom books me all the time. So thanks. Yeah, uh, obviously a success so story. Thank you. Uh, but no, they are great. And again, Apotheosis Comics, shout out to them. They're contributing to the community. Um, not only are they a comic book store, but what's kind of cool about their venue is now they've built, because the like, comedy started there and they have interest in their venue, they built a stage there. They have mm-hmm. stage lights. We had a band on here called Shattered Blind. Shout out to them. They did their first show there an album release in the and i don't know i think it's cool it's like a comic book store with a bar so if you're in the st louis area check it out uh but yeah that's definitely my thing just always like don't burn bridges and just treat people with respect yeah. like you know like, we're just not, be good we, there's a lot of people in a scene we all got different personalities we're not all gonna be friends but yeah. it's, we we can you know we, we can still have you know good working relationships we can still we can still be a family you exactly. know like, come on Let's, yeah. let's let's go have dinner. Like, like you we... don't like everyone, but you you love them exactly. Just like exactly. unless they're like an actual like trash person, like <laughs> oh, yeah. being a fucking villain, then they're done. But well, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, those people kind of shake out though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. we got to yeah. dispose of the trash. So if you're listening, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I <laughs> no, I I do get along with like the majority of anybody. So it's uh, if you want to be my friend and build a bridge with me, let me know. Um, also too, let's talk about, we've got like, you were talking about shows coming up, Corey. Why don't you tell us a little bit about those really quickly? Um, well, I am doing a Valentine's day show with, uh, Matt Barnes and Rich Braun and, and that's on the Illinois side. Um, so that's, that's very, very exciting. Um, and I have the Schmidt show. I'm going to have some comedians from, Cape Girardeau, Eric Roisler, and Mark Huken. I love yeah. Eric. I know he's great. He's, he's so, so great. Nice. Yeah, he's so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Adam Thacker is doing that one. Uh, we have the open mic that is. I'm trying to kind of thinking about uh, reformatting because we are getting many open mic comics, um, and so it kind of like I want to give them the time and space that they deserve. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking of uh, reske- like resetting it so the showcase is first and then the open oh mic comics. Yeah. yeah, I can have more time because right now we're kind of like pushing the, like the showcase keeps going further back and back and back. Right. So um, that's something I'm working on uh, in 2020. 
thinking about like the best way to um, set the show so that it can uh, benefit both the comedians on the showcase and the open mic comics. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Such, such care you put into it. I love yes. it. It's inspiring. I was about to say, that, Sam just took the words out of my mouth. I was like, I'm so inspired right now. Like, she's so polite about it. She's like, and you know, I really want to give people what they deserve. But that means, like, that's exactly why, again, contributing to the community. Um, that's why Corey's such a good contributor about that, because she's really caring about not just what her, she's doing as a comedian, but helping others get to where they want to be and where she would like them to be, too. The Mother Teresa of St. Louis comedy. Yes! Uh, you know, she wasn't that great a person. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, okay. All it's, right. not a, it's not an exact parallel. And neither am more I. Of a, it's more of a perpendicular. Okay. I did a report on Mother Teresa in the second grade, and it was like, I, we had to do like water bottle people. Okay. Like, or not, no, it wasn't a water bottle. It was like one of those two liter bottles and you had to like make it into a person. So like everybody did like their favorite athlete or their celebrity. And I was like, I'm going to do one about Mother Teresa. It was real interesting. So if that just shows you what I was like in the second grade, you'll probably want to be my friend now. <laughs> oh, man. You've never been a... more Italian to me than you are right now. Oh, right. I've never was... been prouder of you. <laughs> oh, but, 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 like, uh, Sam's like, you're so Italian. I've never been prouder of you. And yeah. I'm just like, wow, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> no. Sam, yes. let's talk about your show. So you talked about hosting at the Funny Bone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a, a great week and a fantastic time. Uh, and then we've got Story Collider, which uh, we'll be doing two to three shows this year. Those are TBD, the dates, but they will be at the Ready Room in the Grove. Uh, if you wa- if you think you have a story that's a good fit for it, uh, check head over to storycollider.org, look into submitting, and we'll be happy to check you out. I just love that idea. It's amazing. I do That's too. Come see a show, Corey. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm excited for it. That's as far as pr- production wise. That's about what I'm uh, focusing on this year. Because between that uh, and uh, a, a pro- little TV project that uh, I've been working on with Meredith and uh, Jamie Croc, Corey uh, Boothby, yeah. Moslander, a whole group of us have been working on for a little over a year now. I think we're I think we're, we're getting ready to finally. Get it filmed, push it out, uh, see what everybody thinks of it. So other than that, come see me on a show. Yeah. Uh, Can I ask you a little bit about your TV production thing for a second? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What's the? Are we allowed? It's gonna be, I, it's a, it's a, it's gonna be like a like a, a mini series, like a web series. Okay. Uh, like it, we've got uh, six roughly twenty minute episodes. Uh, we're work, we've got some teasers nice. we've been working on, and we're gonna start filming some things now, uh, just to kind of get more of a physical sense of it. They'll probably take us back to the drawing board some. Uh, but it's, it's, it's going to be, it's just going to be a goofy little comedy. You see a lot of your St. Louis favorites in it. All right. I can't wait. Well, yeah, definitely share it with us. So that way we can put it on the Casually Molly Facebook page. So just make sure that you do like that or follow us on Instagram and we'll share the updates for that. Cause that sounds super yeah. cool. Um, well, this Wednesday and Thursday, I will be hosting for Erica Rhodes at Helium. Amazing. Yeah, very excited. That's awesome. Um, I finally, because I, I bombed like the first two uh, open mics that I did this week. And then finally, like at third rail, I like tried some new stuff out and it worked. And this is a, this is when you know that this is a humbling experience and comedy is like you hit the points that you want to hit. You're like, yes, like you feel it. The audience feels it. Mm-hmm. It's great. And then I fell right off the stage afterwards. <laughs> like, <laughs> and literally Jimmy and Steve were like, what the hell? I was like, I don't even know. But I promise you, if you come on Wednesday and Thursday at eight o'clock to Helium, I will not fall on stage and Erica Rhodes, if you haven't looked her up, she is uh, honestly she is very, very so, funny. That's awesome. So yep. be great. It's going to be really fun. She was on NBC Bring the Funny. So uh, yeah, thank you again great. to Helium, Michael yeah. and Ryan for the opportunity. Uh, but yeah, that's what I have coming up. Oh, I just thought of a couple more. Yeah. I'm oh, not please sure, do. I'm not sure when this is going to drop. Sorry, I keep dropping the coast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure when this is coming out. The episode when... Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, my episode. <laughs> yes. Oh, it comes out tomorrow. Oh, so on ex- Sunday. Okay, oh, nice. So... Yeah. Uh, Saturday the 18th, I'll be at Golden Gems uh, for Meredith Hopping's uh, podcast release party slash showcase for Lovely and Odd. We need to plug uh, this. Come check that out at 8 o'clock. It'll be myself, uh, Emily Hickner, Libby Higgins, <laughs> talk amongst yourselves while <laughs> I am so prepared. Here, Meredith, we yeah. are uh, promoting your podcast. Listen, she's We're ha- doing she's it be well. Happy. I'm plugging it. All right. <laughs> 
Mer- with comedy from Meredith Hopping, Sam Lyons, that's me, Emily Hickner, <laughs> Libby Higgins, Lovely and Odd, stand-up show and podcast party, Saturday, January 18th, 8 p.m., Golden Gems. Yes. Uh, I will be running late, <laughs> Meredith, but I will be there. She will be there. The 31st, I will be uh, headlining again. Meredith will be on that, this show. Uh, the return of Coffee Break. Yes. Uh, Yell Hollander's nice, nice. Uh, gorgeous comedy baby. Uh, and that will be at the Gaslight Theater mm-hmm. on January 31st. Uh, and then I'm not on this show, but January 30th at the Heavy Anchor is going to be the last boondoggle uh, for the foreseeable oh. future. Aaron Sawyer's been uh, pushing out these amazing uh, sketch variety shows for two years every other month. Uh, this is the last one for a bit while he uh, reformats, but come check it out. Amy, he wrote, co-wrote this one with uh, Amy Milton. If you're not familiar with Boondoggle, it's a ridiculous sketch show. Uh, Aaron and another comedian or improver or uh, creator spent two months writing and producing the show themselves, and they put it on at the Heavy Anchor. So come on out, nice. January 30th for that. Oh, my gosh. See, we've got a lot going on in our city. So um, – you just heard all of us, everything that's being casually contributed to the community. Uh, you can also contrib- uh, casually contribute to the Casually Molly podcast by subscribing. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, your Apple podcast app, Google Play, and our host, Podbean. You can also like us on Facebook, or you can follow us on Instagram for all the casual updates of different guests coming up and shows. Uh, that is all the time that we have for today before we leave. Uh, what's everybody casually doing after this, Corey? What are you doing? I am meeting, uh, I'm going to Blueberry Hill to check out a room with some comedians from uh, Backdoor. We want oh, to do a show there. So nice. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Backdoor. We had Michael Tobin on here. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Sounds good. Checking that out. Uh, I am casually sleeping for two more hours. I'm going <laughs> to casually eat about 20 <laughs> hot wings. Uh, I'm going to casually do some more comedy at, at the Funny Bone. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to try to go tomorrow. So let's see here. Um, I'm going to go casually back to work because I got to make that money because I had a $30 (laughs) um, payment for drugs at Total Access Urgent Care. So yeah, I got to pay off all my bills. I know, right? Plug to not our sponsor (laughs) just when I almost died. Uh, But yeah, that is about it. So keep it casual. And thanks for tuning in. Next week's guest is going to be Larry Green. He is back in St. Louis. Hey, Hey, we're going to talk about his show coming up at the Grand Dell. So stay tuned, everybody. Have a good day. Hey.